0: Hi, I'm Rick Warren and Merry Christmas. Christmas is gonna be here very soon. And Jesus said in Luke 14, 23, go out into the highways in the countryside and urge everybody you find to come in so that my house will be full. Who are you thinking of to bring to your church? Maybe it's a friend or a neighbor, or maybe your accountant or the person who rings up your groceries at the local market, whoever it is, I wanna challenge you to be a light at Christmas and invite them to services at
1: your church. this is pastor rick's daily hope the audio broadcast ministry of pastor rick warren today we continue with our christmas series called behold the best news ever in this series pastor rick looks into the bible and shares the good news that god really wants us to behold this christmas before we get started We want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means that every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to pastorrick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called Behold the Best News Ever.
0: I doubt you've ever used the word behold in your entire life. I doubt you've ever come out of a Taco Bell and said, Behold, I ate a burrito. But behold is an important word in the Bible. That word behold is used 1,275 times in the King James translation of the Bible. What does the word behold mean? Well, to behold something means to hold in focus for an extended period of time. You don't just glance at it, you really look at something for an extended period of time. To behold means to gaze at something with awe and appreciation. When I was in college and I saw this cute young chick walking down who would be my future wife uh, toward me, I beheld Kay Lewis. (laughs) Okay, I didn't just gaze or glance at her, I gazed at her. I, I beheld with awe and appreciation. To behold means pay attention. It means don't miss this. It means think about it seriously. Give it your utmost attention. Now, would you agree that today in our ADD world, our attention deficit uh, disorder culture, we all have a shorter attention span than we used to have. Everybody agree with that? When things catch our attention, but we lose attention very fast. Commercials used to be 30 seconds long. Now you can get three, four, five, or 10 commercials in a 30 second slot. Uh, because it's hard to stay focused. The truth is, we don't take the time to behold anything. We glimpse at things, we glance at things, but we don't gaze at things because beholding takes too much time. We can't sit still long enough. We have ADD, we can't sit still long enough. When was the last time you went out in nature, sat down for 30 minutes, to behold the beauty of nature. I doubt you've ever done that. Just be quiet, never said a word for 30 minutes. When was the last time you sat down in silence for 20, 30 minutes to behold the meaning of your life? Maybe never. You see, we don't behold how things are changing all around us and how you are changing. You're not the same you were a year ago or two years ago. Now there's a difference between glimpsing at something and glancing at something and gazing at something or beholding. You see, at Christmas time, most people will give God a glimpse. They'll tip the hat to Jesus. They'll glance, they'll gaze, uh, glance, they'll they'll take a little short look at Jesus. And, and so you're 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 in the mall and you're doing your Christmas shopping and you start humming oh come let us adore him cuz it's playing on the mall speakers or you look at the manger scene the nativity scene of Jesus in the in the baby Jesus in the manger and you give a glimpse you give a glance to Jesus but most people don't take time to really behold the real gift of christmas cuz we're too busy with the christmas rush What I want you to do, and I'm asking you to do, what I'm begging you to do, is for the next few minutes, I want you to sit still just for a few minutes. Sit still long enough to behold the best news you're ever gonna hear. I guarantee it. So, what is this best news ever? What is the good news that God wants you to behold This Christmas, if you have never, ever been to a church service, you picked a good one to come to, friend, because tonight, I'm going to summarize the entire Bible in four sentences, in four statements, okay? Pull out your teaching notes inside your program. I'm going to summarize. I'm going to give you cliff notes on the Bible. This is 66 books together in the Bible written over thousands of years and i'm going to give you a god's great plan for history and for you this is cliff notes on the bible this is bible 101 why 2.5 billion christians follow jesus and why the whole world celebrates christmas the world shuts down at christmas time even people who don't believe in christ celebrate christmas now it starts like this you're not an accident your parents may not have planned you but god planned you you're not an accident god made you to love you. God wanted a family. The whole reason the universe exists, the Bible tells us God wanted a family. So if God had not wanted to love you, uh, he wouldn't have created you. You wouldn't be taking your next breath. Every breath you take is a gift from God. Every good thing in your life is a gift from God because of God's love. Now, your life on this earth, the 60, 70, 80, maybe 90 at the most 100 years, is really quite short compared to eternity. This life is preparation for the next. This life is preparation for eternity. God has long range plans for you, far longer than your life on this planet. This is the press preparation stage and he wants you to live with him forever in heaven. But you gotta have a relationship with him. So you say, how? How do I get one of those? How do I? have a relationship with God? I'm not talking about religion. You may be Baptist or Buddhist or Methodist or Mormon or Muslim or, you know, or no religion at all. How can I have a friendship with God? We're talking about a relationship. Well, that's the first part of the good news, the best news ever, and the reason for Christmas is that God took the initiative so you could get to know him because he wants you to know him. Now, almost every Bible verse we're gonna look at tonight on your outline, has the word behold in it. And so every time we read it, if you see that word, circle the word behold, because at the end of tonight, I'm gonna give you a little Christmas homework uh, to do after you've done that, all right? Now, here's the first thing God wants you to think about at Christmas. Number one, behold, God came to earth. That's a big deal. God came to earth. He became a human, why? so he, we could see, write this down, what he's really like. God came to earth at Christmas in the form of a human being so we could see what he's really like. If God wanted to communicate to birds, he would have become a bird. If he wanted to communicate to horses, he would have become a horse. He wanted to communicate to human beings so he became one of us. Now in the Bible, uh, Jesus is called many different things. One of the things Jesus is called is the word of God and he's called the Word of God because God sent him to communicate with us. Look at this verse there on your outline, John chapter one. In the beginning was the Word. That's talking about Jesus. Jesus has existed from the beginning of time, before even the universe. The Word was with God and the Word was God. This is what's called the Trinity. Everything was created by him. Nothing has been made without him. He is the source of all life and his life gives light to everyone, everyone, every one of us. The word became a human and lived among us and we beheld, there's that word, behold, we beheld his glory, the glory of the father's only son and we saw his full grace and truth. Now, there's several things. That's verse packed with a lot of truth in it but I want you to notice several things. First, Jesus because he is God, has existed from the beginning of time. He has never not existed because he is God. A lot of people think Jesus was created at Christmas. No, he's always existed. He didn't start at Christmas. He existed before anything else was made. In fact, the Bible tells us Christ, Jesus, made the universe. Jesus made you, he made me, he made everything that exists. He is the source of all life. Now notice in there it says in Jesus we see the full grace and truth of God. Circle that word full. What does that mean? Well you can see a lot about God without ever going to the Bible. You can know a lot about God without ever going to church. All you have to do is go out and look at nature. Creation teaches us a lot about our creator. By looking at creation we know God likes beauty. It's real obvious. Ever seen a sunset, sunrise, God likes beauty. We know God likes variety, look at the world, look at the earth, look at all the people in the world. God likes variety, diversity, it was his idea to make us all different. Uh, God is powerful, look at thunder, lightning, look at ocean waves, the currents. Uh, God is powerful, God is organized. Everything in the universe is on a system, there's the, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, Uh, Ecology says we're all interrelated. God is an organized. There are a lot of things we know about God without even going to the Bible. But there's some things you'd never know about God if it weren't for Jesus. If Jesus hadn't come to earth, you wouldn't know God loves you. Nothing would tell you that. You wouldn't know that God forgives you. You wouldn't know that God has a purpose and plan for your life. You wouldn't know anything about heaven. You wouldn't know anything about the afterlife without Jesus. Because without him, none of, you wouldn't know any of that. Now, we can learn a lot from other teachers. Even in other religions, there are glimpses of God. Glimpses that we go, yeah, that's true. That's what that guy said is true. Well, that's true. But to, to fully understand God, if you want to know what God is like, take a long look at Jesus. Other teachers can give you a glimpse, but he gives the full thing about God's grace. Nobody else teaches God's grace the way Jesus does, God's forgiveness. Now, for thousands of years, uh, God told us that he was gonna be coming to earth one day. He predicted over and over through a lot of different wise and holy men. Let me just show you one example. Up here on the screen, in Isaiah chapter seven, this was like 600 years before Jesus. He said, God will give you this sign. Behold, there's that word, pay attention, a virgin shall conceive, and bear a son and will call his name Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? Emmanuel means God is with us. God put on a human body in Jesus. This is called, in fancy terms, the incarnation. God became flesh. Now, here's how it was announced at the very first Christmas. Look there in your the outline. Luke chapter 2. That first Christmas night it says that night there were shepherds watching over their flocks in the fields outside of bethlehem suddenly by the way bethlehem uh, is the word for house of bread beth in hebrew means house lahem is the word for bread in hebrew bethlehem house of bread is where the bread of life was born suddenly it says an angel appeared with the radiance of god's glory surrounding them saying they uh, uh, surrounding them they were terrified I, I mean the guys are sitting by a probably a campfire, a bunch of shepherds, smelly shepherds, watching their sheep, taking it easy, telling jokes. All of a sudden, an angel shows up, and they're terrified, but the angel reassured them, saying, don't be afraid. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which is for a very few people. Is that what it says? Which is for what? You know what, I looked up that word in the Bible, in the original Greek, you know what everyone means? Everybody. Doesn't matter what your religious background is. Doesn't matter what your race is. Doesn't matter you're rich or poor, young or old, what country you come from. Christmas is for everybody. I bring you good news of great joy, which is for everybody. Today in the town of David, that's Bethlehem where David, King David had been born, your Savior has been born. Now circle that word Savior. Your Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. And you'll find him... Find the babe lying in a manger. Now a couple things, first, what's a manger? Look up here on the screen, this is a manger. A manger is just a feed trough for cattle, for horses, for donkeys. You put the hay up high so they could eat it. It was filled with animal slobber. It's not exactly a sanitary place to put a baby. It's the most humble, none of you were born in the humble circumstances Jesus was born in. You can't get more humble than being laid in a feed trough of an animal. Now, this would be a sign to the shepherds because when they go into Bethlehem, there might have been several babies born that night, but there was only one laying in a manger, lying in a manger, And, and, and that was Jesus. But it says a savior has been born. You need a savior. You may not realize it, but you need a savior. Believe me, if you didn't need a savior, God wouldn't have wasted the time to send one. Now I'm not talking about saving you simply from sin. I'm not talking just about saving you out of hell. I'm talking about saving you from yourself. I'm talking about saving you from your bad habits that you can't seem to stop, and those persistent thoughts of depression that you can't get rid of, and those worries that to get a grip on you, there are thousands of things that you need to be saved from, you're not God. You can't even solve your own problems, much problems much less the problems of the world. So you need a savior, I need a savior. If we didn't need one, he wouldn't have wasted time to come at Christmas. But he came to be a savior and we'll talk a little bit more about what that means. Now look up here on the screen, here was the response. Suddenly, up, well, there's one angel talking to shepherds. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a huge choir of angels lighting up the sky. I mean, what a light show that was. Praising God and singing, glory to God in the highest and let there be peace in God's favor on earth. Now, let me ask you an opinion. When that happened, you're, let's say you're a shepherd out there Do you think the shepherds, when all that lit up the sky, do you think they glanced or glimpsed or gazed at it? Do you think they went, huh, angels. When they're looking back at the s'more they're making over the campfire. No, believe me, it lit up the sky. They beheld it. It was a wonder to behold. They didn't dare look away. They were focused because this was unusual. And they had to ask themselves, what does all this mean?
1: Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. Here's Rick to tell you more. Let's be honest about this time of year. At the end of every
0: year, there are so many ministries that ask for you to support them in the end of year giving. And you know what? We believe in every ministry that proclaims the name of Jesus, and we thank God for them. And I know it can be difficult to decide who to give to. So let me just give you some biblical foundations for giving, some simple guidelines for end of year giving. You might think of these three or four things. Number one, give to the ministry that God tells you to support. Go to God. Pray to him. Ask him. Say, God, who do you want me to support? And you know what? I support you giving to whoever God tells you to give to. And if it's not daily hope, I still support you to give to who God tells you to give to. So pray and ask God. Second, never give when you feel pressured. The Bible says in Corinthians that we are to never give under pressure or compulsion or under guilt. So if you ever feel guilty about giving, don't give, because God tells you in the Word not to give at that time. Give because you want to give, not out of guilt or pressure. Number three, give to where you support and believe in the goals of that particular ministry. Now every ministry has different goals you know the goals of daily hope our goal is ultimately to take the good news the gospel to the 3000 tribes left in the world that have no bible no believer and no body of christ no church this is the final frontier that's our goal it's called the great commission now other churches and other ministries have other goals and that's fine some only have the goal of just preaching in america that's nothing wrong with that but if you believe in and have a heart for going to the last, the least, and the lost. This would be a ministry you should consider supporting because I don't know others that are doing what we're doing, trying to go to these final 3,000 tribes. And then finally, give where your gift will be multiplied. For instance, Uh, at the end of every year, there is a donor to Daily Hope who offers to give a matching grant to apply to any donation that we receive before the end of the year. Now, what this means is that for every dollar, you're able to give this month, the Daily Hope, it's going to be doubled. That donor will match it. That multiplies your gift. Like the little boy who brought his loaves and fishes to Jesus, and Jesus fed the 5,000, if you give $25 to uh, Daily Hope this month, the matching grant will match it at $25. If you're able to give $100, the matching grant will add another $100. That multiplies your gift. I would consider that as a factor in where to give during this month. Now, let me just say this. If you can't help us financially, that's okay. I understand. But I would ask that you pray for us. I'm so grateful for those of you who are a financial supporter of this ministry, that monthly giving, month after month. It means so much to me. It it means much to God, but it means so much for eternity to those who are hearing the good news for the very first time. You know I don't take any salary or any income from this ministry. I serve it for free, and so you and I are partners together in reaching people for Christ all around the world. In closing, let me just ask you to continue to pray. Pray for me as I pray for you, and pray that God's word will be taught clearly with compassion, with clarity, uh, with simplicity in this new year, and that it will not only help you as you listen to these broadcasts, but it will help us reach people for Christ and disciple believers and build churches all around the world, especially in the tribes that have never heard the name of Christ. Thanks for your
1: generosity. Thanks for your prayers. And God bless you. You can give right now by going to pastorrick.com or by texting the word daily to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.